0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week TV podcast. Andrew Mercado's back. Hi, Andrew. Hi, James. We're looking in this podcast at Network 10s, all Front. No, yeah. up Front. Up fronts, they are. Right. <laughs> getting confused. So, nine was an up front. Yep. 10s was an up front. Seven was an all front. Right. Yet to come are showcases from both SBS and the ABC about what they're going to have. I spoke to the ABC earlier this year and they weren't too sure whether they were going to have an event showcasing what's coming next year but they've uh, decided to and that will be, um, I think, uh,
1: it's, it's The ABC almost need a showcase for staff <laughs> morale there. I read that Four Corners' last episode for 2018 is going to be about the turmoil in the ABC. So, yeah, they really need a showcase to go. We're still at it.
0: Yeah, look, there's lots to talk about at 10. We're going to go through um, some... Pretty um, surprising announcements from Pilot Week. We'll we'll run through all that. Bit of a rebrand, which I quite like. Not everybody did. Um, Ten All Access. We'll talk about that. Lots of commissions as well. We're going to talk movie and we're going to talk a Netflix series right at the end. But I wanted to start with Pilot Week because that was the thing that surprised me. Eight shows they commissioned, developed earlier this year. We talked uh, through them in a podcast earlier this year, I I thought nearly all of them had some merit. Mm. You know, I could understand why they chose those eight and they've actually come back and said, look, we're going to make turn four of these into our series for 2019.
1: So, Kyle Sanderlands was wrong when he said (laughs) his was the only one picked up. Imagine that. (laughs) Imagine that, him telling a little bit of a porky there, oh, um, I'm shocked. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, look, I was surprised. I didn't think there'd be any way they'd go four of the eight. yeah. You know, it's a pretty
1: but, good result.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a very good yeah. result. And they said, um, Beverly Mugabe told us that it would definitely back next year, so she, although she did say we mightn't do eight again because you get the feeling that was a pretty, um, it was a big deal to develop eight programs and to get them all on air in uh, seven days. Yeah. So the things that, uh, the surprising commission was probably, well, due respect to him, was Rove.
1: Right, the Saturday Night Show. Yeah. Bring back Saturday
0: Night. Yeah, it didn't have a huge audience on the Saturday night. But there was almost unanimous approval on social media for it. I've got
1: to say. The audience watching it
0: loved it. I really enjoyed it. I think there's a massive gap. For something like absolutely. that on a Saturday night. We've talked before. I think you've probably got to go six thirty. Yes. Would be my you do. temptation. You do. Six thirty till eight or absolutely eight thirty. Or if early. you want to do the hour, just do till seven thirty then yep. chuck on a movie. But yeah. I think that six thirty time slot is there. Reading the only problem with that now is of course those news bulletins go till seven on Saturday. Yeah. So maybe you could start at seven. Maybe you could. But but there is a massive gap there. But it's got to be before all the sport kicks in the AFL in winter because that's going to hammer you. Um, But I think, you know, I'm not sure how many they will do next year the the, but, um, the
1: the interesting thing for me is going to be how bring back saturday night is going to differentiate itself from sunday night takeaway because mm. in some ways the the concept you know there was some there was some similarities yeah. there so they're going to have to be two very distinct shows so now that we know that dr chris brown and julie morris are definitely doing sunday night takeaway Rove and his production company need to say bring back Saturday night. What are they doing over there? We have to do something really different over here. Yes. But the audience wants it.
0: Yeah. But there were lots of good ideas. They had so many little things crammed into that hour of, um, of bring back Saturday night that they um, things that obviously that they will have realised work better than others. Yeah. And so that they'll, so I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know how far into the year they'll get it going. But it'll be pretty, pretty They'd probably pretty be best so. to
1: uh, skip summer, wait till Daylight Savings over. Yes. That would be a, a, a time to sort of start something like that, you yeah. know. We know that when it's it's still light outside, if you're going to do a 6.30 oh, or 7pm yeah. show, yeah, no. yeah. avoid that. It's going to
0: be tough. Yeah, but that's of course when the footy starts too though. So. Well, true. So I guess maybe if you start around the time the footy starts. Yeah. So people hound into the habit. Yeah. You could get some of them to sample that show, then they switch over to That's the game true. Yeah. a little later. So yeah. to start at the same time yeah. could possibly make sense. Um, Trial by Kyle, as you've already mentioned. So, yeah, no great surprise that that uh, that um, is coming back. Of course, I bring back Saturday Night being made by uh, Roving Enterprises, yeah. um, Craig Campbell and Rove McManus, the production company they ran, also makes the project, of course. Yeah, Trial by Kyle from uh, Screen Time Australia.
1: So I want to say this about Trial by Kyle. There's something going wrong at 10 in terms of the shows they've just launched recently, Blind Date and Game of Games. Mm -hmm. And what's going wrong with them is the contestants and the audience are overhyped and they're acting like Americans and that works on American TV. It does not work here in Australia. And every single person I speak to is saying to me, Why are they behaving like that on those shows? It's fake and unauthentic. And that's why I want to bring this back to trial by Kyle because I watched it and I could see that they were going to commission it, but that show was also not authentic. Those cases were fake. And it was really obvious they were fake. You had a man and a woman going against each other over some pornographic video that they made and who was selling it and getting the profit and who wasn't. And then halfway through the case, judge, in inverted commas, Kyle, says to them, aren't you two a couple? Hello? (laughs) That's ridiculous. Every single one of those cases was scripted and ridiculous. Ten need to start, if they're going to do these shows and then wonder why they don't work, I think they're not working because the audience can smell a rat. Watch what happens when the goggleboxes watch that. Every single person goes, why are the contestants so ridiculous on these shows? <laughs> so I'm just going to say that to Troll by Cole. If you're going to do that show on a thing, yep, get your trashy girls with too much plastic surgery with the tits out that want their fame on TV. We know that's the trashy sort of show you're going to make. But for God's sake, look for something authentic in there so that the audience doesn't start going, why am I watching this show? This is complete and utter bullshit. There's got to be something real so going some on there. some spontaneity you want. S- something spontaneous. The contestants on Blind Date have rehearsed their lines mm-hmm. so much the show is practically unwatchable. <laughs> There's not a single moment of spontaneity in it. If you're going to have court cases, actually get some real court cases and actually see where it goes. Don't have prearranged outcomes where it's all moving in a direction that the audience just goes, this isn't real.
0: Yeah. Just just as a quick aside on Blind Date, I really feel for Julia Morris watching that show. You can see how hard she's working. She's trying
1: really, really hard. You know,
0: really working the shtick yeah. with the contestants and it's just but it's not sort of engaging the audience, is it? Yeah, you're right. But um, I think some of the best parts about the Kyle and Jackie O show is when it, things go wrong and there's surprises. Yeah. That and that and then how the hosts react to that. Yeah. So yeah, that would be great. Watch to see. Judge Judy?
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. You never know how that court case is going to end. All of a sudden, she loses it and says, Wait a minute, second, you're an idiot. Case dismissed. <laughs> you know, that's, you've got to have that unpredictability there, or it's just going to become, you're just going to sit there going, I'm sorry, another girl suing her plastic surgeon about her fake boobs, please.
0: A <laughs> uh, kidney tonight. Yep. I uh, liked comba- it. Yeah, so I thought liked. It, it was very funny, Troika, What I didn't realise is that he actually did some work on Seven Mate. Yes, he did. did. He
1: did? Wow, I, I just don't think, think anybody saw it. No, well, I didn't. It's interesting sure. because we've got this thing now where Kinney's gone from Seven Mate, trained on Seven Mate, and Ten have snapped him up. And we've got Nazim Hussain who has taken his shtick from SBS and is now on Seven with Orange yeah. Is the New Brown. They're both sketch comedy shows, sure. and we know that sketch comedy shows need to practice. To get into their routine. So, yeah, I liked uh, Kinney tonight. It was, it actually, for me, was the funniest thing in 10 Pilot Week.
0: Yeah. He wasn't actually there at the upfronts because he was actually overseas. So, um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to having a chat to him at some stage and find out what he's got planned next year. Um, Taboo. Yeah. Um, which is no surprise, it was probably the most critically well-received program. Yes, correct. Program. Yeah. I get a feeling they're going to have a different comedian hosting every episode. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Because Harley um,
0: Breen was very, very good. Yeah, I did, but I, I um, But this goes
1: back somewhere. to my previous point about shows that aren't authentic. Taboo mm. was mm. authentic. Yeah. It was real. It was about real people. You had real emotions watching that show and that's why it worked. Now, here we go. It
0: says, each week a different comedian spends five days and nights with members of a disadvantaged okay. group in society. So it's being made by Loon Media. Again, I'm not sure how many episodes they'll do. I've got a feeling we might just get six or something. I don't know if it'll be. Yeah,
1: a- you don't need to have a new comedian every week. I huge, think find the ones run. that are really good at it and use them because Harley Breen was very good at it. Yeah, He had the empathy that was required for the role, I thought. Yeah, yeah.
0: So they're the four shows. Um, I think some of the others are probably a- – a little bit, they have got a right to be a bit disappointed because they all did Dave O'Neill was funny but it was, was it a breakout enough? You I know? can't
1: help thinking that Dave O'Neill's sitcom has ended up being a bit too similar to How to Stay Married by Peter yes, Yeah. And when I watched How to Stay Married I just thought, oh, now I understand why Dave O'Neill's sitcom hasn't been picked up. Mm. This is very similar. Yeah. And they've gone with that one because they've got Lisa McCune and, you mm. know, it's just... Yeah. It's just a little bit more star power.
0: Um, Dave O'Neill was very good on that Spicks and Specks uh, reunion show. I think it was very funny. as yeah. sort of Guest roadies. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was great. And, and did you see that on Sunday night? That, I
1: haven't seen it. I need uh, to watch it on catch up. But I read the list of guests and uh, just went, wow. Yeah.
0: And I, and if that was the list I put together, that wasn't even all of them. Yeah. It was just amazing. And I, I was watching it on Sunday night. I thought, this is going to be
1: huge. Yeah.
0: Because there wasn't much else on. Yep, was a night where it was yeah, correct. All the got,
1: reality shows had died.
0: I yeah. got the feeling this is going to, of course, was the biggest thing on TV on such yeah. night. So it was oh, amazing. no surprise. And that's and it just shows you, you know, if you can tap into that sort of entertainment vein, people love
1: love that stuff. People still you know? watching the repeats of Spicks and Specks yeah. on ABC Comedy. Yep. Yeah.
0: Did they have another go at Spicks and Specks with different people? I got a feeling. Was there a short run? Ah. Yeah. <sighs> I want to say. Or was it a similar thing? They did a similar well?
1: thing about something else. I remember talking to Amanda Kelly and Jones about this, Amanda Keller, because there was this show and it was clearly the ABC's attempt to do another Spix and Specs Or did they do it with different cast members? Why can't we remember that? Clearly, it wasn't very good because it's not. Uh, leaping into the front of our minds.
0: Yeah, I think it did come back in 2014. Gee whiz, it's already four years with ago. With a different cast, a different host. Yep. Did Was Ella
1: Hooper there? Josh
0: Earle. The new host was comedian Josh Earle with Adam Richard and Alan Hooper. Ella Hooper,
1: Ella Hooper. that's right, and it didn't work. No, yep. a, from
0: memory it was a shock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it didn't last long at all. Yep. It's amazing how we forget, isn't it? Wow. We just push yeah. that out of our memory yeah. yeah, and you've got that warm feel about the, the original. Ella Hoop is the only person
1: I can remember in it. Yeah. yeah. I, can, I couldn't even tell you what the host looks like. I know who Adam Richard is but Josh mm. Earl.
0: Have you seen the shots of Ellen Bro's hair? <laughs> yes. Is that a gag for the <laughs> episode? Or I is he, don't know. Does he look like that <laughs> all the time now? I don't know. It was uh, very memorable. Back to 10. Yeah. Yes, back to 10. Uh, the 10 rebrand.
1: Yeah. 10 Boss and 10 Peach. Okay, now here we go. Look, look, I think those names are silly, all right. (laughs) But but having said that, when I heard that, when I saw it visually represented and I saw the fact that it's ten Peach and ten boss and the way they did it, I really like their rebrand. I like the colours. I like the circles. I was in doing Studio Ten yesterday, and the whole building is rebranded with those colourful circles, and it looks really good. And I like it. I do like it. I don't. I don't quite get the one that's flopped over, but I like it. And I just the Ten Boss and Ten Peach because I just think that Boss. I saw a promo. Uh, sitting in the foyer for 10 boss and they were showing all these men like Mark Harmon from NCIS and Walker, Texas Ranger. Why is that show still on air? For Christ's (laughs) sake, why is that even the thing? Um, But then they showed Magista Hagate from SVU and they're Mm. like, she's the boss too. So, okay, I I can see that. Boss is a little bit male, but I can see they're trying to break the be diverse and saying boss can mean boss lady as well. I get that.
0: Madam Secretary.
1: Yep. Judge Judy. Yep. So that kind of works. So it's okay. I'm taking that. Um, 10 Peach. I don't get Peach at all. I haven't seen a promo that's explaining to me the way that 10Boss is yet, why it works. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. And the other thing that's sad for me in these rebrands, they've rebranded the channels, but when you look at the content of those channels, they're kind of still exactly the same. Yeah, they they're are. still screening the same things on 10Peach. Still, it's still the same program lineup that 11 started with how many years ago? They've never changed it. There's just well just, no there's newer stuff goes oh, there. During the, <laughs> It's everybody loves Raymond, Frasier, the King of Queens, and it just goes on and on and on. Mm. Mm. Like, come on, guys, mix it up. Get some new shows in there. They screen, True they enough, screen, man. they screen everybody loves Raymond from 7 p.m. <laughs> till eight thirty at night on some nights. Like they just just do multiple episodes Mm. of shows that they repeat ad nauseum during the day, it's not good enough for me. Well, someone's watching it. I guess, or they wouldn't be on air. I agree with you. Someone is watching it, but it just, I just look at it and just go, whatever, you Mm. know? I watch Neighbours every now and then on 10 Peach. (laughs) You know?
0: And there's no more T E N. Ten is no. just the number now, which yep. is
1: which is clever. I like that. Well, didn't they say? Didn't Paul Anderson say it's been twenty seven years since yep. they've rebranded? They needed to do it.
0: Yeah, and now everything. So Network Ten, which is TN, is now just one zero. Yeah, Ten HD is now the number Ten HD. Ten Peach, etc. Yeah, Ten Daily is now the number Ten Daily. Yeah, and no more Eyewitness News first at five. It's just Ten News first. Yeah, which is good. That was clever. way too long. That I don't know. So I like that ID. Now, Ten All Access is also using the yeah. one zero. Yeah. Why are people going to pay for this? This is this will be the difference between Ten Play. Yep. And Ten All Access.
1: So this is based on the CBS All Access. Correct. So when you go onto CBS, which I occasionally do. Yes. So what will happen is they will have, say five episodes or ten episodes of The Bold and the Beautiful as catch-up. But if you want to go any further back, you have to go to all access. Mm. So that that's the distinction. You've got to watch the catch-up fairly quickly and then after that you have to pay for it. The, the, the point here is going to be their price structure. They can't be – if they do it cheap, like if they don't get into the – space that Stan and Netflix and those others are in an Amazon Prime. If they made it $5 or $4 or something like that. that. Yeah. That's a possibility. But again, it's it's going to be about the new shows. It's for me, it's always about what's the original show going to be? Is this the only place I can see this show? Oh, geez, okay, I'm gonna have to sign up. And there's nothing really yet there that's making me go, oh, my God, I'm going to have to subscribe to that. They sound interesting, those dramas, but they don't sound compelling. They start winning Emmys like The Marvelous Mrs Maisel and all that and they go, oh, sure. okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to watch it. But yeah. at the, on paper so far, oh, yeah, nice but compelling.
0: Yeah, you want one thing to hook people in. and if it's One amazing for show. for $5.95 a month. And it's s- harder to stop that on your credit card than yeah. you go, oh, look, I'm just going to let it roll. There might be something else i watch in a couple of months.
1: And you see in America they launched CBS All Access with The Good Wife. No, sorry, oh, the, the Good the, Fight. Yes. The spin-off from The Good Wife. Yep. And s- the new Star, Star Trek, Trek series. Yes. Which have now been pre-sold to other places here in Australia. Mm. So they don't have that wow show the way that they did when they launched CBS, you know, so.
0: Sure. Yeah, Yeah, I think it'll be a very slow They'll just put it out there, tinker with it and maybe just see what happens.
1: There was something there about old 10 shows, like a bit of a nostalgia kick too, that you might be able to see some old 10 dramas there. Yeah, Neighbours is going to
0: be there, old Bachelors, old Celebrities, old Living Room, a lot of old CBS stuff, including Cheers, Frasier. That's
1: my suggestion for paying money for 10 all access. I think the old US Survivors. Okay, really? Oh, Well, CBS makes the show, mm. doesn't it? And maybe Channel Nine don't well, they're have just any repeats. Because
0: the they list Survivor with the US shows on this list.
1: This is what CBS so it needs. So
0: after it's gone off, because Nine have it here, but they wouldn't. Un- they wouldn't have. Catch up rights for years. Yeah, they there's just a ton of series back. Oh, there's 20 quite, years yeah, of it. You yeah. know. So all those very first Richard Hatch and all the, yeah. the Golden Oldies, a Boston Rob, all those
1: guys. Now that what CBS need to realise is that Ten has the most loved back catalogue of Australian dramas and shows like that they need to tap into that they need to look back at the shows like the comedy company and things like that and just put a little bit more nostalgia there um and that i think is a way people would pay money to see some of those shows because nobody is doing it Nobody is going into the vaults bringing back the old shows and 10 has the most loved vault of Australian classics of any network.
0: Seven are doing quite well some of their stuff on yeah, Catch Up. but it's still fairly
1: recent stuff. It's 10 I wanted 10 to mention this and... in our
0: other podcast actually about... Um, uh, what are they doing? Like
1: Packed to the Rafters? Is yeah, that what you what's mean? the Blue Heelers? Blue Heelers. Blue Heelers, Blue
0: Heelers is there. It's apparently the show that pushed them ahead of Nine in terms of the biggest catch-up audience. There you go. Yeah, well, with a little bit of help from The Good Doctor too. There but, you go. But Blue Healers. Yep. And I want to could they bring back a show like Blue Healers?
1: Do do I don't that? know whether you'd want to bring back Blue Healers, but I know that Nine, if you notice Re-imagine it. Nine are it? doing a lot of dramas. They've got Sea Patrol and Love Child and that, they've put a lot of theirs. But again, they're still really recent. There is a market- to go back even further into the vaults. Mm. And, yeah, Blue Healers, oh, uh, look, I'm not quite sure that Mount, there's- Mount, was it, Mount Thomas? Mount Thomas. I'm not sure that there's enough in the show to kind of reboot. Look, if they need a police show and it's, they wanted to make I it a little watch a bit- lot of, It was pretty simple from memory, was it? It was very it? simple. But people loved it and it went forever. It was um, John Wood. And you could maybe it make it, yeah, yeah, a little bit grittier hmm. and make it a little bit more on location, really less sort of folksy and. Yeah, I mean, is there anything like
0: that on Aussie TV
1: now? No, but see, that's what they want to do with Seed Change, and that's what they've done with oh. Doctor Doctor. See, Doctor Doctor for yeah, me is right. is a perfect example of taking the old tired rural show, medical show, and really shooting yeah. it with adrenaline and going, this is a country town today mm. and it works. Mm. So if you're going to reboot something like uh, Blue Healers, you have to give it a shoulder, shot of adrenaline, I think, to make it interesting. Yes, yeah. But the fact that people are watching, want to watch old episodes of Blue Healers and I see notice boards where people are saying they're not all available on DVD and all that stuff and All Saints and things like that, Ten need to go into their vaults. Call me Ten. Call <laughs> me SBS, CBS. I will tell you what shows people are screaming out to watch again. I think
0: we're talking ourselves into thinking, oh, Access this is going to be a hit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll 7,000 commercial-free episodes across the platform at launch. Right. It's a lot of content. That's a lot. And Most of them are NCI's episodes, I yeah. Good. I see, yeah. Well, I think, what's if it's the franchise, um, you said Mar- Marissa Hardigay, what's the other? It's law SVU, and, yeah. Oh. All the Law and Orders, have they got all of them? I don't, it's...
1: Well, they're set, they'd be 7,000 just on SVU, I know,
0: yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if they actually have all the um. They're on, I think, are they on the Universal?
1: Oh, they're all over. They're on, that, on uh, TV One. Yeah, I think they're on they're the being repeated on got boss. They're being on 10 Boss. They're just constantly it's on it's TV. NBC. NBC Universe. Yeah. Is it? Is it who? TV One to me seems awash yeah. with so, yeah, CSI and all yeah, not sure if they're going all to have that the stuff.
0: Yeah. To that stuff. So just so under the general 10 commissions. Yeah. Um all the big obvious things are coming back, like three different versions of The Bachelor, which we had this year. Yeah, Ambulance Australia, which they're going straight into a second season. I think quite early next year, and it's performing pretty well. For and it's them a good show. I've moment. watched a couple of eps. It's good. And the Paramedics also, which is a little bit similar. Yeah, I think Paramedics is in Melbourne. Ambulance Australia is in Sydney. Is Correct. That, is that how that works? Both of those shows
1: are uh, and seven have got, got well. one too, haven't they? I, I thought that they had. I thought all three of them were doing like an ambulance rescue type show. Yeah, I couldn't tell you they've what centres call called
0: Centre One, haven't they? Is Have they? they? That, okay. <laughs> mm, well, those op docs, they sort of gloss over a little yeah. bit for me. Um, celebrities back. Um, we in a shortened about, format. It's going to be shorter. Yeah, it starts it's going to earlier.
1: starts earlier, but it's going to be shorter. The whole thing's shorter. Shorter.
0: I didn't realise that. Yeah, um, that's interesting. They've called it a supercharged season. It's going to be shorter. Yeah. Um, then that'll go into Sunday night takeaway. Correct.
1: Which is See, great, actually, because then you'll have um, Dr. Chris and Julia. They'll they'll have been doing their shtick They'll be on fire. Hmm. You should don't waste any time. Yeah, just take they can them off. jokes
0: about. Yeah, first episode of show him getting off the Qantas jet from yeah South Africa. Fabulous or whatever, because
1: they're on fire. Driven
0: straight to the by studio. the end of that
1: Africa thing, they might be exhausted, but they're also on fire.
0: Yeah. Um, the dancing the start with the stars will also start about the time. Uh, Celebrity Finishes. Right, once a week. Yep, Grant Denyer and um, Amanda Keller. I did ask Amanda Keller if, and then you might have spoken to her about this too, apparently they won't have anybody who's been on it when it was on Seven. Oh, really? Wow, okay. Well, fair enough too. And you probably wouldn't, would you? If you've already been a contestant, you wouldn't crack them again, would you? No. Because Ten have got all their own connected personalities and I think we'll be seeing all of them. Rolled out. Um, Husey, we have a problem, we'll be back. And Rove's show me the movie, which I like the set. I think we've had a chat about this, but it was sort of okay. I like them. I love the movie questions and you you probably did too. It's sort of an easy show to get into. Living Room's back. Its Ratings have been really down lately. Have they? Friday nights, yeah. But then it's the time of the year. It's hard to get big audiences. Bondi Rescue, you know, hasn't
1: been rating very well either. project, of course, is coming back. They also said they're going to do a massive promotional push on the project. Yeah, spending it's one more of their priorities. Money, I think they said
0: than they've ever spent yeah. on an Australian show. Yeah, I think that shows you they're really desperate to get the numbers. They really up, want it to work, especially that six thirty half hour, yeah. which really gets knocked
1: about. And I don't watch the project every night mm. um, because quite often I've, I've watched that ten news at five, and sometimes I'm a bit news out. But you know, every time I watch the project, it really holds my attention. When I watch it, I really enjoy it. Yeah, at seven, I'll always check out what Tracy Grimshaw's got.
0: Yeah, uh, particularly at the top of the show, yes. see what their focus yeah, is. Yeah, totally. See what's coming up. Yeah, and then the back half, yeah. is when the project's big, really getting kick hard. In. Yeah. So that's that's sort of uh, the way I spend the night. It's yeah, the back half of that. So the last fifteen minutes are always the best. Yeah, yeah. Of that show, they say this. The one thing I get frustrated on, I'm sure I've said this before it's some great guest and too short a time. Yes. I have someone come and you'll be looking at your watch. Some amazing person. And it's 28 past 7. Yeah. And you know
1: oh, and what, they run over what time. Do they do? Yeah, but not long. No, they don't. But they still sometimes they yeah. they actually do really run over time. Mm. Mm. And uh, I know that because I'm with Fetch and the Fetch doesn't update. Oh, really? And I miss the end of Gogglebox. Mm. And I think it's because the project runs over time and then that throws That's out their scripted whole thing. on my... On my, um, Fetch my is, Foxtel. Fetch isn't as good EPG. as getting their EPG updated as Foxtel. Okay. It ne- you know, Foxtel yeah, got really there. good at that. Fetch aren't.
0: Speaking of running over, why is SBS News run five minutes late some nights? I don't know. What's with that? Yeah, that's mad. It's huh? a freaking news service. <laughs> Come on. Get your shows on at 7.30, please. Um, yeah, it's trouble. See, 10 virtually nearly announced everything prior to their upfronts. Yeah. There weren't many uh, surprises. Changing Rooms hosted by a Natalie Bassingthwaite. Yep. Um, I'm quite looking forward to that. I love that little formula. Yeah. Uh, It used to be on nine here a long time ago. They're going to do two episodes a week when
1: it's on 10. So I guess there's going to be a competition element to it if they're doing two nights a week. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I guess so. Because you yeah. can't just do two completely separate things. You There'd be no reason so. to come back on night two. There's going to have to be some sort of cliffhanger to find out The results will be Yeah.
0: That, and they might start the new Reno during yeah. that episode as well. So get it. So, yeah, dragging across. Um, five bedrooms is a new
1: local drama. Yeah. Is this about the people who meet at an yeah, uh, auction for a house and decide to go in and no, buy together? No, they meet at a
0: singles, singles table at a wedding, yeah. Oh, they, single table at a wedding. And they buy a
1: house. See, I just don't <laughs> buy that. Would you go into a share, you know... We've all lived in share houses. They sometimes don't work out. I mean, there's no, potential for drama say, there. You
0: can't say put yourself in real-life situation and go because you Who often Who does do, that, But James? you don't want to watch that on TV, though, do you? What I five people? A lot of people, the shows you like, there's, it's not real life. No.
1: But what, think about
0: it. Do you no, know I'm five people that would. line up, Andrew.
1: <laughs> I suppose. You're saying, saying I'm having a problem with the concept of yeah. the show. I just don't believe it. But a lot of good
0: TV just has a stupid. Spice. Concept, you know. Yeah.
1: Can they just not be all nice to each other? <laughs> I just don't want another 10 drama where they're all really nice. Well, that was. Like the pro- Wonderland or. Well, that playing was the start of the problem at playing with Keith. Yeah.
0: It was all too. But you, what you wanted is. I want is, spice what as bunny, well as sugar. No, what Bodyguard did. Correct. You want something to happen in that first episode where you sit bowled up. Exactly. You know, Jesus. You need to go to so work. So one you, of those main characters
1: gets off in yes, the first episode. Yes. You need yeah, to go on, go You need on. to be the next day saying, did you see yeah. that show last yeah. night? Yeah. Nobody went to work the next day after playing for Keeps and said, no. did you see that new show last yeah. night? And I'm surprised the star got killed in the first half hour. But nobody even knew who the star was. Oh, or when I they said <laughs> Jesse's dead or whatever his name was, <laughs> I went, who is it? I did not understand who got killed.
0: Mm. So anyway, yeah, five bedrooms. Yep. Um My Life is Murder, which is with Lucy Lawless. Right. Formerly Xena. Yes. Yep. yep. Uh, who will that won't mean a lot to a whole generation no, of, of people. Well uh-huh. now. No. She was such it was amazing in the day, wasn't she? A, it?
1: She has a massive following. Um, and she was in Spartacus, okay. which was also made in New Zealand. Right. Um and she's a massive activist. Yep. You've always seen her see her out there with Greenpeace, and her and Robin Malcolm from Outrageous Fortune do a lot of uh, activist work in New Zealand. Okay. So she's got a huge, huge profile. Yes, yes. Okay. And I feel like she was in an Australian show, like The Code, or something like that. She popped up in an Australian show. Recently, Drama a few years ago, yeah, a few years ago now. Hmm, I'm yeah, not sure, I'm yeah, not but sure. she's she's ma- she's st- she's got a massive fan base, maybe not uh millennials, but yeah, a lot of people remember her very, very fondly.
0: Yeah, so this is, uh, I think, CJZ is uh, doing this, so I yep. thought it might have been a co-pro. A production. I'm not too sure. It's had some money from uh, Screen Australia, so they're calling it a sort of a local drama, which is which is good. Yep. Um, What's the premise of the show? It's a. Um, <laughs> Did you say an, there was murder she's an in an investigator. the title? Okay, right. She's an investigator called yep. Alexa Crow. Yep. Um, investigating murders or combating the small frustrations of everyday life. Right. Um, something else called The Secrets She Keeps, a story of two women from very different walks of life who have one thing in common, explosive secrets that could destroy their lives. Don't know much about that. Mr. Black is a comedy series from Adam Zwar Right, with Stephen Curry and Nadine Garner, Right, um, which I think they've also announced previously. I'm not sure if they had the casting back then. Yep. Um. So it could work, comedy sort of sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Might be all right. Adam I did Wilfred. That was funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny. He's out. really good. Um, but um, finding a time slot for those things is a challenge.
1: Yeah. yeah. Unless they it- get, unless, look, if How to Stay Married works. Yes. And it's a half hour show, you need something to go with it to yeah, fill the hour it. slot. You do. It. So if that worked and went into a second series, you could pair the show with that mm. and do a killer hour of Australian comedy.
0: Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, I think that's about all the big things. So those the what's running through the What's New stuff? Um, bring back Saturday night, Celebrity Name Game. What was that one? Celebrity Name Game.
1: Clearly it's some panel show and there'll be comedians on it. Yep. Oops.
0: Uh, Sunday Night Takeaway, Dancing with the Stars, Changing Room, Five Bedrooms, Kinney Tonight, Mr Black, My Life is Murder. Oh, the reboot of Murphy Brown they've got.
1: Yep, they've got the Connors. Yes. The Roseanne-less. It
0: must be starting. I saw a promo for that last night.
1: Well, I don't think it's starting until 2000. And Isn't it? The promo's on air. You're right. There is a promo. So it's, they're
0: promoing already for next year?
1: They, they are, yeah. Oh. I've seen the Murphy Brown and Connors oh, promo. Too, it? the, oh, too. It's the both okay. of them. Okay. Murphy Brown isn't rating in the US, by the way. No. And, and, and my reports are that it's not really clicking. And there's also going to be a bit of a disconnect with the Connors because 10 dropped Roseanne with several episodes still to go and the episodes that they dropped are the episodes that covered Roseanne's growing painkiller addiction to opioid drugs, which is what kills her off when the show begins and I'm sure there's other storylines going through there with Becky and Darlene and all that and they're not going to show them, are they? Mm. Because, you know, Roseanne, oh, we can't play that. Like put them online, put them Mm. on 10 Play, just say with a disclaimer, we don't approve of what Roseanne said but if you want to watch these episodes of Roseanne in preparation for the new series of The Connors, I want to see those episodes. I want to get where we are with the story before we move into the Connors because it's a continuation and we've got a big gap here in Australia.
0: Okay, that's network 10.
1: I'm just gonna say one more thing about 10. Okay. Because when I watch 10, I watch it in the bush and it's Win TV. Yes. And Win TV have gone with the branding and all that. Yes. The ad breaks, (laughs) Sky News, every ad break. It is driving me insane. The ads to watch Peter Credlin, and Whoa. Richo, and oh, it just never stops. I have to have that remote control. You're talking me. daytime, late all night, day, even prime all time. All day, all night. Prime time. Every ad break, Sky News.
0: This is when you're watching the primary channel,
1: Channel Ten, which is when in the book. so. There. Does that mean they're not selling their fulfilment of ads? Well, in the in regional TV, you can there's there's there's, a, there's a, always a lot of community announcements. So that would suggest that yeah, there's slots no. going free, yeah. but it is driving me
0: insane. Yeah,
1: a repetitive anything's not
0: good. Yeah, whether it's something you watch or something you yeah. don't watch. It's
1: Richo crackers. telling me, I know, I know, I know, because I served in this government, and I and I'll give it to Labor as much as I know what I'm talking about, and it's on a hundred times a day. So my remote control is there whenever they go to an ad break. Now mute.
0: Well, that makes you want to record. Yeah. Just I, you start
1: the show, and it's 15, ruined. It's late. It's ruined the news for me because. Um, Sandra yeah, Sully ruined, live, reading you. the news at 5 o'clock is important to me because when you're in the bush, you don't get a national news service. I don't get 7 News Sydney. I don't get um, Peter Overton reading the 9 o'clock news. I get NBN news from Newcastle and I get Prime news from Port Macquarie and it's local stories. And that's fine. They need their local news and it's important. But So I watch Sandra Sully because I want that 5 o'clock My TV's there and Sky News all through the news bulletin. It's ruined it for me. You could watch Sky News. I have been watching Sky News on commercial breaks, flicking over to watch what they're doing. And Mm. I particularly watched them after the Wentworth by-election to see how (laughs) unhinged they're going to be. (laughs) And I can tell you this, the interview that David Spears and Paul Murray did with you about Sky News, where they talked about the fact that they're very disappointed that people in the media haven't uh, are picking on them and haven't uh, uh, appreciated the nuances of what they're doing. There is no... That is not the word to use. (laughs) There is no nuance on Sky News after 6pm. They take a minor issue, they push it through every single show... And then they read out letters from their viewers and say, and let's go to our viewers and see what they say. And the emails they read out from their viewers say things like, oh, Peter Credlin, you're fantastic. What would we do about you? Alan Jones is right. Your audience is the most intelligent audience anywhere on TV. So it's just basically a big wank for themselves and the audience to say, you're also smart. Enough of it.
0: Wow. Um, of course, they've got a new CEO at Sky News. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Paul has moved across, editor of The Australian. He's already sacked Ross Cameron. Good. In his second week in the job. <laughs> so maybe we could be seeing, you know, some, um, I don't know, maybe, dare I say it, a bit more balance creeping into the, the evening perhaps.
1: It's really needed. Yeah,
0: yeah. Alrighty, look, a couple of things I wanted to talk um. House of Cards, and quickly we're going to talk about um,
1: Bohemian yes. Rhapsody. Yeah, we've got to talk about Bohemian movie, Rhapsody, let's yeah. Quickly
0: on House of Cards. Yes. I've started the season six. I got halfway through the first episode and, you know, you get into a show and you ask yourself the question, am I enjoying this? Oh, really? And, you know, when you do that, you start, you don't always do that, but sometimes you do because I've been a massive fan of this show. Right. It was what got me and most of the world into Netflix, right? It was the big was the big water cooler show that Correct. everybody thought, oh, I'm going to subscribe to Netflix. And I got it before it was out here. I got a VPN and subscribed to the US Netflix. Loved it. I've loved every series. They've been a bit up and down. Yep. Six One, of course, is without Kevin Spacey. You do miss him a right. little bit. I think right. it's just not the same show. But
1: Robin Wright's so strong. See, I've never watched House of Cards because I've, I was never a Spacey fan. Mm-hmm. I just never liked him, right? Um, but I really liked her, and I was like, I could watch it for her, but no, I don't like Kevin Spacey. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I don't really like. He is
0: know. referenced though when there's a recap at the start, right? And you, so you do see him. They haven't wiped he him dies completely. off camera,
1: obviously. He
0: does. So you've got to work out what's happened during right. this. Well, during the first couple of episodes right. actually, it's not all revealed. So okay. you're, you're trying to put the puzzle together, which is sort of interesting but frustrating as well. You're just bloody tell us. Yeah. Just yeah. just tell me what happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um but I stuck with it and I've got to say I'm enjoying it. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Where are you up to I'm, now? And I've been a big Robin Wright Wolf. Episode two, all right, right. Okay, you've yeah, yeah, got
1: yeah. a fair way to go. <laughs> all right, there's all I, I, there's almost an article <laughs> I'm going to write for Media Week one day about TV series that I watched two episodes of and said, yeah. This is great, I can't, mm, I, mm. I really like this, I but never went back to. And that list is just vast because something that, else comes along so and much. goes,
0: You've got, oh my god, the thing that grabbed my attention this morning, if you. People want to Google it. New York Times has got a story. House of Cards Season 6 is getting mixed reviews. Is right. Here's what to read. Right. So in the past, it's really been a bit of a darling of the critics, this show, hasn't it? Mm. But there's some real sort of um, a divergence of opinion about what's happening. There's a fair bit of controversy, I think, starting to build around the the way it ends, oh! And I've already seen a few articles that have had spoilers. So because I because this I've avoided is
1: them. the end they announced. Yeah. This is the final this is season. So this,
0: this is the very, very right. end. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there's some controversy building about how it ends. So I've got to make an effort to power through these. I've, yeah, I've seen the first two, so I've only got is it six? No, no there was ten of them. I can't remember. Whatever. Yeah. But so I, I really want to get through these before it's sort of. People start revealing soon how it ends. Yeah, and, and yeah. To, but Robin Wright's brilliant. Yes. Uh, what she wears in the first couple of episodes is amazing. Wow. Um, uh, looks very military, very formal, and it's really a bit of this sort of, if you like, the sort of it's made in this post-Me Too thingo, particularly because of Kevin Spacey, I guess. Yes, of course. Um, and that's really her character's sort of, Dealing with that, you know, there's some amazing stuff that, as we talk about things that make you, well, sit up and take notice. There's a few of those moments in those first couple of episodes.
1: So, I will check her out. I will watch uh, an episode or two, and I might end up watching the whole season. I I think you could watch it as a standalone. That's my plan. Yeah, because you you know what she
0: is. Yeah, president. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's it's just really enjoyable. That's pretty good. The movies. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Took off. SBS had a special on Freddie Mercury on Saturday night. I think it made the top ten or Good very on, close on. to it. Yep. It was a massive ratings hit. Yep. Nine had first part of a two-part Queen, Queen Days of Our Lives. Yes, Yep. on Sunday night. Correct. I guess the second one's on next yes, Sunday. Yes, correct. Yep. That did reasonably well too. It. Yep. It, it was on quite late. Yep. Um, but it's all around the number one movie, Bohemian Rhapsody has just taken off. I was lucky enough to go to a Foxtel screening for Fox Flicks.
1: Yep, was it at the State Theatre? State Theatre, massive the crowd, it
0: was queued up round the bloody block. Wow! I got there, I couldn't believe it. The I can't went imagine down Market
1: Street, up Pitt Street. I can't imagine how amazing it would have been to see with a giant audience oh, like that. They must yeah. have loved yeah, it.
0: Yeah, it. it was fantastic. But it was quite a respectful crowd. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like
1: watching a Rocky Horror. Where no, no, was. no. Participation. Did participation. they clap at the end? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm finding that in my cinema. Yeah, people burst but, into applause. it. it's at such the end. a
0: moving film. Yeah, and I got to say, I teared up a little bit yeah. right at the end. That that last twenty minutes.
1: It's whoa. I knew that the film was going to be a hit because the moment the trailer dropped months ago, people started saying to me, "When are you going to get that film?" So I was like, "Oh, okay." So I went, I've got to take this film day and date. I don't care what they say to me. Mm. They make me screen it five times a day. I just have to do this. I knew the demand was there. I think I was and I think audiences in general are unprepared for how emotional it makes you feel. I think and I, and my audience, I, I, there's some really old people that are coming in and they're, they're walking out of the theatre Crying, and I've and I saw this old man the other day, James. He was walking out behind his wife, and trying to keep it together. You wouldn't have known anything, but I I noticed a tear drop out of his eye onto his shirt. Like, I don't think people were prepared for how much, you know, and I'm actually getting upset talking about it now because that last 20 minutes at Wembley Stadium, it just, you you don't, the movie has snuck up on you. You don't realise then that it suddenly is bringing out all these emotions in. And the first time I saw it, watching it with the audience and I was really upset and I glanced Outside, and there was another lineup of people waiting to come in and see. And I'm like, keep it together. I can't do this. And this I'll get you woman, a tissue, well this woman came out of the cinema and she didn't say a word to me. And she just looked at me and she just grabbed me and hugged me and burst into tears. Oh. It's like that is that's that's the power of cinema, it's but it's also the power of Freddie Mercury. Mm. I, I think it's untapped something that people have gone, my God. And I think when you see the film and see what a delightful human being he is and the fact that those band members have made that film and it's such a loving tribute to him, it just it's just really moving people. And Angela Bishop said something to me yesterday at Studio 10 that's spot on. She said, because the critic reviews for it are really bad. There's a lot of really bad two-star mm. reviews mm. for it. And she said to me, and she's probably right, she said the same critics that are bagging it are the ones that didn't like The Greatest Showman. Mm. They're missing the point of it. Yeah, yeah. I, to me you've really got a cold heart oh. not to
0: like that film.
1: Yeah. Huh? And it's he's incredible. Rami Malek.
0: Oh, well,
1: Best Actor Academy but Award. The whole band. Oh, everybody. They all looked very, everybody. They looked so much like them. John Deacon. How good were the wigs and hairstyles? There wasn't a single moment in that film where I looked at it and went, oh, that guy's hair's wrong. There's barely an Australian biopic. The the worst thing that Australian biopics get wrong is the wigs and the hair. Every single time they get it wrong and you go, oh, no, that's not working. But then you look at Bohemian Rhapsody and even as they went through the years, the hairstyles changed and they were still 100% spot on. Yeah, look, and I pulled out my Live Aid DVD right. that I got years and years ago <laughs> and watched the original Queen performance at Wembley Stadium okay. and, and have now matched it back to the movie to see how they did it.
0: Magnificent. Two quick stories about Queen. I've got Live Aid, but on VHS. Wow. I recorded it on the weekend, it was on. Did you Swapping sit up all tapes? night? Yeah. So did I.
1: <laughs> I sat up through the night on ABC with Molly Meldrum, uh, get, get yeah, on the phone. Yeah. I watched it all night by myself. And I even went to the, they had a Live Aid concert in Sydney
0: on the Friday night before it started. Like, it didn't start in Australia till, it was nearly Saturday evening.
1: Yeah, I just remember it went was.
0: through the night Saturday here. evening, it went all through the night yeah. and finished Sunday morning. Yeah. Or Sunday of it, whenever. And um, so, yeah, I was lucky enough to get to the one in, in excess. I think Jimmy Barnes played. It was the Entertainment Centre in Sydney on the Friday wow. night. And I got back to Melbourne where I was living and then watched the whole weekend, taped it. But then a- another story about Queen. Queen, for someone like me who got – punk was very – very powerful in the the mid to late 70s Queen became almost the antichrist for you know they were that was excess you know pomp and mm. you know everything overdone mm. and sort of punk wanted to blow all that away and I got a bit swept up in that. and that I remember to my shame till this day walking out of a queen concert. <gasps>
1: What year, what year do you reckon? Oh, I reckon 85. 80s at the Sydney Entertainment Centre? 85, no, Melbourne. Okay, because I saw them around that time at the Sydney Entertainment yeah. Centre. But I remember
0: halfway through and I thought, you know, I've, I've seen enough, you know. <laughs> it was okay, but but I was still in that mindset, oh, it's, yeah. it's very pompous and, you know, and just funny, you know, that you can look back. That's why I, I'm always loathe to criticise things at the time because yeah. time puts amazing you know, you change your attitude, you see it in perspective.
1: Well, it's funny, I have, an, I have an eternal shame moment too <laughs> about this because when the Freddie Mercury tribute concert was on after he died and they were I was living in Canada and I was watching it on Much Music, they were broadcasting it and there was these guys were staying with me. They had a they were connected with much music and they were doing this thing and they were staying at my place and, you know, we're having a party and I put this thing on, we have to watch this. And one of them said, who cares about Freddie Mercury? He's just a fag (laughs) that's died of AIDS and we got to do something about those fags in Vancouver. And I never said anything because these, I just thought I'm not yeah. going to go there. I wasn't real comfortable back then with having those conversations and to my eternal shame I should have slapped him down then and said, how dare you? This is one of the world's greatest entertainers. Yeah. That's why I was watching the concert, mm.
0: you know. I've also had a quick look at some of the original YouTube videos of the Queen stuff that's up there and it's amazing. It's pretty poor quality because this yeah. is, you know, Back in the day, but it's great watching them. And even I, uh, the, the Adam Lambert stuff
1: with Queen, yeah, which
0: is more recent. Wow, some well, I went to see. I saw
1: Adam Jonesy and Amanda took me. Oh wow, Amanda Keller. uh, Bid for it in an auction, Okay. and she took a group of people, and she took all of the people from the WSFM family and everyone right. from the living room. And so I was very fortunate to be invited. So I saw Adam wow. Lambert perform with Queen from a corporate box. I've oh, still, quite oh, I've got another Brian May, I've got a Brian May story for you to tell you, and I've got to tell this. <laughs> Sorry, I know we're going too long. So we will rock you. The stage show is. Premiering in Melbourne at the Cap, at whatever theatre. Uh, ben Elton's there. I'm working for Music Max Channel V back in the day when not a lot of people are watching it. And I get sent down and I'm the first interview and I interview Ben Elton and then I get to Brian May. Now, Brian May's married to Anita Dobson, who played Angie Watts in EastEnders, one right. of the most famous characters, the biggest rated episode of EastEnders when she gets her divorce papers from Dirty Den on Christmas Day. So that's the obvious thing to say to him, but. Luckily for me, I had been back to Canada on a visit and when I was in Canada, my friend took me to a revival of a musical called Pillow Talk that was starring Anita Dobson. So I sit down with Brian May and I say to Brian May, I just saw your wife in a musical. And he went, what? And I (laughs) said, I saw Pillow Talk in Toronto. He said, you saw that? (laughs) And I went, yeah. He loved me wow. for that yeah. and so we did this interview and it must have gone on well it went for the entire tape like 40 <laughs> minutes and then we finished and you know it was great to meet you so mm. nice blah 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 and next in line Monique Wright from Channel 7 yeah, who right. was working hey, yeah. for whatever show she was at the time and she goes over to interview Brian May and they come in and say oh sorry we've got to do a dress rehearsal now and she goes oh. but I haven't oh. done my interview and they go sorry sorry you have to go. Oh, no Andrew. interview. And she just gave me this look. Hey. What could you do? I'm sorry. I oh, yeah, saw exactly. his wife in a play. Exactly. I'm well, not going to tell
0: him to shut up, are you? No. You're sitting there and Brian May's talking. To yeah, him. totally. Yeah, amazing stuff. Andrew Mercado, look, it's always been a pleasure. But, Thank you for uh, chatting all things up front. And I guess by the time we get together next, we're going to be starting to talk about. Um, 2018 TV year. Best and worst of, mate. <sighs> I, I'm making that list. I made a yes. promise early in the year I was going to keep a list as I you know. went through. I haven't done it. I'm just, I thought the same I'm thing. I'm just and going I, to have to trawl my memory and make sure it's not
1: full of things that are on now because that's what's freshest in the memory. I go through it? this every year. I think I'll keep all the TV yeah, weeks. Yeah, what yeah. I do do, though, is I keep the TV week 2018 preview. Or two thousand, oh, okay. uh, yeah, at the start of the year, and I go right. back to that, and I go through and go, oh yeah, that that.
0: Mm. Because ratings aren't any help because none no. of these shows we love, nobody's watching. So,
1: but you're right. I've often thought about having a notebook oh. on the coffee table, it, and yeah. every time How something like happens, it just writing it? It down, we can't do writing it. it down.
0: Next year, okay, all right. See you soon.